Blog Talk Radio.
Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. We thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. God, endure forever. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord, mighty God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, bless every life tonight. In Jesus' name we pray to the Lord of God. Lord, we ask you, you'll touch every heart, every mind, Lord, that will turn back to you, your way, Lord Jesus, not our way. Not our will be done, but thy will, O Lord. Thy will be done, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, bless every life, every heart, Lord Jesus. Bring everyone closer to you, Lord Jesus. Forgive our sins, forgive our trespasses, Lord Jesus, Lord. Cover everyone listening at home, their family, their home with the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jehoshaphat, to salve us in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We bind the strong man and all hindering spirit from Lord to salve us. Mighty Lord, up and down in Jesus. Almighty Lord, minister to every life, everyone listening, Lord. According to the name, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jesus. Almighty God, Lord Jesus, let your word, let your word go to the deepest part of your heart tonight. And Jesus, man, awaken us, Lord, to the hour of your coming. Lord Jesus, this is the Lord's hour, Lord Jesus. You are coming for us. In Jesus' name, Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, with the blood of Jesus, by the Son, Spirit. Use me tonight for your glory, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for every life listening, every life that is going to listen. It's a 900 trillion, 900 trillion world of angels. Or can you not disobey the word, Lord? Allow your people to log in. Help your people to log in tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord Yeshua, Lord Jehoshua. Almighty Lord, Almighty God, in Jesus' name, let your presence. Let your anointing come down, Lord. Let your fire burn. Everything that is not of you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord God, oh Jesus, mighty Lord, touch every heart, every light listening. In a special way, according to the need, according to the cry, according to the cry and prayer tonight. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh Lord God. These are your people, Lord Jesus. You help them, Lord, to come closer to you, to be right and ready, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Joshua name, we depend on you, Lord. Only you can help us finish this race. Only you can help us overcome, Lord. In Jesus' name, without you, without you, Lord, all your disciples, there is nothing we can do, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us to finish this race. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, mighty Lord. We love you, Jesus. And we want to be closer to you every day, Lord, of our life. We want to be safe with you, Jesus, because we know only with you. We can be saved, Lord, help us, Lord, to be obedient. Help us to keep your commandment, O oh Lord. Help us in these last day, Lord. Lord Jesus, we, we are so close to meeting you on the cloud, Lord Jesus. We are so close, Lord, to be with you forever, Lord. 
in Jesus' name, help us, Lord, station to heaven, Lord. Help us in the transition to you, Lord, to your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, help us to help the weak, Lord. Mighty Lord, give strength to the weak, Lord. Help your, your, your people, Lord, to hold on to you. In Jesus' name, just to our name, Lord. Increase everyone's faith, Lord. Increase everyone's faith, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, help your bride, Lord. Help your bride to shine more every day, Lord. Help us to be holy and righteous, Lord. Help us to be obedient, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh Lord, oh God. Help us, Jesus, to serve you. Help us, Lord, mighty God. Help your child, your children, Lord. Help your children, Lord. Help your children at home, Lord, those that are listening, that are struggling, Lord. Give them help, Lord, the help. Lord, we're calling upon your name, Lord Jesus. We're calling for your help, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name. Oh, Lord, Jehoshua name, Lord. Anoint every heart, every life, Lord. Fill the land with oil. In Jesus' name, let your presence, let your presence be on everyone listening tonight, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh, Lord. Oh, God, give us your strength, wisdom, and knowledge, Lord. Give us your wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord, to serve you better, Lord Jesus. Lord Yeshua, Lord Jehoshua, empower us, Lord, to do your will. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh Lord, we give you glory, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor, the glory and honor and praise and worship be unto you, Jesus. Unto you, oh Lord, oh God, oh glory and worship, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, mighty Jesus. We thank you, mighty God. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise, mighty Lord, almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, our Messiah is coming. He is close to come. Praise you, Lord. He spoke to me last night in the millennium. Praise you, Lord, and it's always good to hear his voice, although it might be a rebuking. Uh, praise you, Lord, but it's still good. It is still good to hear him. Praise you, Lord. It is still good to hear the Lord, although he might rebuke us. Hallelujah. To, to make us eat better, to help our life closer to him, whatever comes from Jesus, whatever comes from God is good, brothers and sisters. Thank you. My brothers there, thank you. Whatever comes from the Lord, even if it's a rebuke, is a blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is changing because the Lord is about to come into the scene of, hallelujah, of his creation. Praise the Lord. He is about to make some changes, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. And because he is about to make some, some changes, praise God, everything is changing. We can feel change in the air. Our, we can discern our spirit that something is going on. Something is happening. There is a movement of God, brothers and sisters, going on in the spirit, and we all can sense it. We all can discern that something is going on. Thank you, Lord. To some of us, this is this is this is this is a package full of joy. 
This is a a holiday package full of joy to us, to some of us. Praise you, Lord. This is a Christmas gift to some of us. (laughs) This is a, a Christmas gift to some of us. Shalom, sister and brother. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, that Jesus is about to come. Jesus is about to take us home. Praise you, Lord. And as he said to me, that I, I'm, I'm going to my new life soon. And that gives me joy, brothers and sisters. I don't know if it gives you joy that the Lord is at the door. Praise the Lord. He's about to come. He is about to take this out of here, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. And, and, and because we want to be with the Lord, we rejoice. We want to be always in his presence. We rejoice to hear he's coming. We rejoice to know that he is so close to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for your presence, Lord. He is so close to come, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. He, he, he is at the door. Praise you, God. But he's at the door of every single heart, a man and woman, knocking. He's knocking at every heart. He is at the door, your door, my door. Get ready. He is knocking, and he, and he is whistling to us. That, that small voice is coming into our, our heart, our life. And what is that small voice is saying? Prepare. Repent. Be ready. Be ready. Prepare. That's what that small small voice in our heart is saying from the Lord. He is at the door of our heart knocking the Lord. Because there is a supper he's inviting us to. The wedding supper. His wedding supper. He is inviting us to the wedding supper, brothers and sisters. Praise God. We are the guests. We are the bride to the wedding supper of him. Thank you, Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, we are the bride, and we must come. We must be there. It is a a celebration for us to enjoy, brothers and sisters. This wedding celebration is our celebration. Don't let no one steal your joy. That you're going to miss your celebration, your own wedding. What bride is looking forward to miss her own wedding? That is nonsense. That makes no sense. That you're going to miss your own wedding, your own celebration, something that's been prepared for you, brothers and sisters, something, something that you've been chosen for. How can you miss your own wedding? Come on. That makes no sense. That made no sense. You, you, you're so distracted. You're so caught up with, with work. You're so caught up with sin. You're so caught up with the things of this world that you are so willing to miss your own wedding. That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense. Praise your Lord. This is something that we got to be looking for. We got to be looking for that wedding celebration. It is our wedding. It is our celebration. Food is being prepared for you and I. Praise you, Lord. And I tell you something. You miss that wedding, I'm going to eat your food. <laughs> I'm going to eat your, your half a cake. The cake that you're supposed to be eating, I'm going to eat it. 
if you miss it. If I if I see that shit empty, if I see your plate with a piece of cake there that you missed, you know what I'm gonna do? Praise your Lord, I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat your cake. <laughs> you may get mad at me, but I'm gonna eat your cake. I'm telling you, that cake is too delicious for you to pass pass it by, for you to let it go. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I'm telling you, if that door get closed and you don't come in, I'm eating your cake. Praise the Lord. I'm even going to ask the Lord if I can have your gift. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I know it belongs to you. That's what I'm going to ask the Lord if I can have it. Lord, can I have my sister there that say piece of cake? Praise the Lord. But it's not the Lord will for us to, to stay, brothers and sisters. I just I just want to encourage you. I don't want to make you feel bad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't want to make you feel bad. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to point your mistake and say, oh, look what you're doing. No, I'm here to encourage you as your brother in Christ. I want to tell you that. Praise the Lord. The tables are set. The place of set. Your share is empty waiting for you. You have, praise the Lord, a place in that wedding celebration. And, 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 and it's you and I missing. But we, we need to be more responsible with our walk, brothers and sisters. We need to endure and be ready. It's what we need to do. And I want to encourage you tonight to, to endure and be ready. And in case you have forgotten, what is about to come on the earth tonight? I want to talk about what is coming on the earth very soon. What is coming on the United States and the nation? I, I just had a, 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 a brother of God send me a, a word from this woman of God who got a word on the 10th of this month. It's a powerful word, but it will confirm what the Lord already had told me that I had shared with you. Praise your Lord. And if you be patient with me, I'm going to share Praise the Lord. I'm going to read this word. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what it says. Hallelujah. She says, I want to start with a prophetic word that I received in 2008. Praise the Lord. This is going to make sense. Just listen to this. This is a during the Democratic race between Obama and Hillary Clinton. And it coincides with what I'm going to say, she says. When I received this word of God, he was, uh, uh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It was the, the Democratic race ahead. And the Lord told me that Barack Obama will win the Democratic nomination. Hallelujah. And he will be the next U.S. president. It's what the Lord says to her. And quickly I said, Lord, do you want, do you want me to vote for this man? who support abortion and homosexuality. And the Lord answered me and said, my child, I have not told you to vote for him. I'm telling you he is going to be the next U.S. president. Praise the Lord. And he said, Barack Obama, hallelujah, it is a devil for tongue. Your country has promoted abortion and homosexuality, and I give to them a president who promotes abortion and homosexuality. But be sure that my hand, hallelujah, my hand will hit this country while Obama is still in office. 
Praise the Lord. You know this word is important right now. You know this word is important because look what the Lord says to her, to her that his hand will hit this country while Obama is still in office. He's still in office. He has still got a year left to go. You know what that mean? this means, brothers and sisters? You know what this means? Praise the Lord. I'm glad this program is being recorded. Hallelujah. Now, I want to come to April 2013. This is about a couple of dreams that I had in April 17, 2013. I had this dream, she says. The dream that my husband and I were traveling in a vehicle to North Carolina, and, and, and we climbed up the mountain where we saw a policeman flashing a blue light and a warning. He stopped traffic, he, uh, and we could not climb the mountain. And I got out of the car and walked to the speed pad, and the police pointed me to stop. And behind the police, suddenly I saw a giant wave on top of the mountain that came to me, hallelujah, in a dream. Praise the Lord. He said, she looked back at the wave, praise the Lord, and she could see that huge wave coming to the mountain. At this point, I knew that the Atlantic Ocean had spread to the height of the mountain in North Carolina. Brothers and sisters, you, this, this, this is a powerful warning. The Lord has given this sister. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Bear with me. Praise the Lord. Because this is a long prophecy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It is a powerful warning. Brothers and sisters, this is a powerful, powerful warning. Praise the Lord. And I know this is also a confirmation. This huge wave she saw, brothers and sisters, this huge wave she saw is exactly what I saw too, brothers and sisters. It's the same tsunami that I saw. This sister in Christ saw too. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And, it, and it's powerful. It's very powerful. It, and it, but it's the same tsunami. Thank you, Lord. This was the first dream that I had in April 17, and the same day after April 27, uh, 2013, I have uh, a second dream. And that dream, I was on the beach of the East Coast. There were many people enjoying the sun, sand, and the sea. Some young student had brought a couch near the shore, hallelujah, kind of like a joke. And I warned them that the tide will come and snatch her, snatch the cow, but just uh, they just ignored me and started laughing. Suddenly, while they mocked me and laughed, I saw a giant wave taller than the hotel in the building, and it was ready uh, to hit the beach. My entire life, I had never seen such a high wave. This wave literally exceeded the top of the building. can dream. Three days later, in April 30, the Lord showed me in a vision and explained when I, I said a vision, not a vision of an open life, but rather a vision of a closed eye, where the Lord formed an image of something that appeared as a video that I see with my eyes closed. He then began to explain when when... When I did not understand what I saw, he began to explain 
He was showing me in the vision. I walked beside Yeshua, began to speak with word and said, Patricia, I want to show you something. Yeshua and the cloud parted, and I could see the earth down uh, where we're, we're up in heaven. And I could see myself on earth and have a powerful way about to hit the coast. And before the way struck, I was high in the sword. I realized that the way had hundreds of feet was not a way or anyone of 100 free high. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. She saw here like 100 feet high is what she thought it was. But she's going to see that, that, that after she saw it, she actually realized it was actually higher than that. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This, this is a reality. This is a confirmation to me of what the Lord already has shown me. And Yeshua spoke to me these words and said, this way he will hit the East Coast, warn people that they'll leave their powerful way, devastated coastal city, sweep the, the island for miles. And he said, it will decimate Florida. Are you listening? How many times have we talked about this, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It will decimate Florida, the word she used. Praise the Lord. To me, it will destroy Florida. That's exactly what I saw. That's exactly what I experienced when the Lord revealed this to me. My goodness. This woman of God, this is a powerful revelation, a powerful confirmation. It will decimate Florida. Washington, D.C. will be underwater. The port of New York flooded the, in, in city in North Carolina. Water will reach the mountain. The Lord also showed this to me that this tsunami, the water will reach North Carolina mountains, but it will not go beyond the mountain. We are past the mountain. And right where we are, the tsunami will not reach right where we are, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Believe me, I did not prepare myself to preach this message tonight, to come and tell you about this. This word was sent to me early, and when I saw it, I said, I, I talked to my wife about it, my family. I said, oh, my goodness, look at this. This is a powerful confirmation, powerful word. Thank you, Lord. She bring, the Lord talks to her about it this year, in this month of December, when the Lord talks to her about this word. This is why this word is powerful, because the Lord this month begins to talk to her about, to her about this judgment that is so close, the Lord says to her, it's come. Praise the Lord. And because we are about to see this judgment, brothers and sisters, that's why we need to be warning people one, at least one more time about this judgment because they're so close to come. Praise the Lord. And he said, the water does not go beyond the Appalachians, he said. Some of the people do not believe what they, uh, uh, what, what the prophet have advised them. They, hallelujah. They will perish in the way, the Lord says to her. Those that did not believe the warning God gave through his prophet, the Lord says to her, the people that are not in, in safe place, in a safe uh, um that are close to the sea coast, won't perish. Those that not have believed, the Lord says to her. He will only keep those that believe. He very clear said this to her, brothers and sisters. He said millions of people, she said, lost their lives. He said nothing of this magnitude has happened 
on earth unless I speak her first through my prophet. Look what the Lord is saying to her. Nothing like this happened before. He says, unless I speak her first through my prophet. My goodness. Thank you, Lord, for this anointing. My goodness. Did the Lord wanted me to speak about this tonight. He truly wants me to put this warning out. And I'm glad this is being recorded. People need to hear what is about to come in the U.S., brothers and sisters. This is about to come. This East Coast tsunami, mighty tsunami that will wipe out Florida. Season 
First will come a a prosperous time, but will be very short. Then will follow an era of devastation from all directions. The first devastation strike while the U.S. still dealing with with the next will be on, on, on his heel. When it seemed it could not be worse, definitely worse. This series of devastating event, par- hallelujah, paralyzed the nation and then brought it, it will brought it to a neat U.S. Uh, the U.S. realized they are no longer the more powerful nation that once were. And he said, behold the heaven and see that the first devastation looked to the east and see the second devastation looks to the earth and see the third devastation. My goodness. This, this is really uh, serious, brothers and what is what is about to come. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is why we we have to we have to warn. We have to talk about this. Praise the Lord, because it is going to come. Praise you, Jesus. It, it is going to come, and and we have the responsibility to warn, to warn that it's coming. Praise the Lord. So many lives can escape. Hallelujah. Get get into the ark and escape. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Meet the Lord of heaven and uh, in earth under the earth has spoken. After the U.S. national anguish, the Lord also said this, I want to show you the things that were happening in the U.S. during the year of the, tri- of the tribulation. Praise the Lord. There will be great national distress. Now, this, this is another word. This word came to her. I believe this is the last word, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, because um, we, we are not appointed for wrath. This is why the second word is for the, is for the I believe it's for the great tribulation, because the Lord said it's for the tribulation, the second word. We will see the beginning of judgment, which a lot of people disagreed. But see, this is a second confirmation that we will see judgment come. We might not be through all this because we know the tribulation is at hand. It's close. And the bride of Christ is not going to stay in the tribulation. But we will see beginning of judgment. Praise you, Lord, brothers and sisters. We will see the beginning. Then we'll get taken out. And then the people go into the tribulation. And this is the, sec- the, this is the last message the Lord has given to us. What, what, what the world, the United States and the world are about to enter. That, that tri- the tribulation, she says. Amen. As for the national anguish, the Lord also said this, I want to show you the things that will happen during the year of tribulation. He called years of tribulation. There will be great national distress, and all this will happen in the year before I return. Amen. So that's talking about the the second coming after he takes the bride. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. Hallelujah. Dam will break, have flooded, uh, the dam will break, or dams will break, have flooded the, the lowland. He specifically told me that the Hoover Dam is one of the, the one that will break. Uh, energy source will be cut off from large cities, and people will remain in darkness. No wonder this is plain. This is plain. The explain the darkness I saw in the tribulation. Why the city and great city didn't have no power in the great tribulation? Like I was in Boston. I've been in many cities in the tribulation, New York, and they had no power. Brothers and sisters, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, what is about to unfold for the people that will stay behind. And why he was he was giving me this message, I had a vision of a huge cloud of ashes 
so small pieces of debris falling to the earth. When I saw it, this was like it could be either uh, these things or, well, it was volcanic ashes or or debris or were nuclear bomb. Was not sure which. She could see the, she could see the, the ashes and the cloud, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The Hoover Dam, she mentioned. I don't know what that is in the United States. You have to Google that. The Hoover Dam. Praise the Lord. And so she also uh, see the ashes in the air in the tribulation, but she, she could not determine if it was nuclear or it was the volcanic ashes. A lot of people had the same problem uh, being able to discern which of the two was. But they can see ashes everywhere in the cloud. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord said the, the building collapsed and fall into the water in the roar that conne- the roar that will connect to the main land will collapse, leaving people stranded on the island. And I believe that's New York. He's referring to New York. Okay. Praise the Lord. And I, I'm gonna post this one on the chat room so you can see. Praise the Lord, what, what she's saying there. Thank you, Jesus. So that island, the island of Manhattan, we know there's a bridge going to Brooklyn, another to the Bronx, and another to New Jersey. So people will be stranded unless they can swim. And so a lot of people don't know how to swim. A lot of people are overweight. They cannot swim. So there will be a lot of issue because, remember, the water of the tsunami is going to sink most of the, most of the boat, brothers and sisters. And if they sink all those boats, how are people going to get across? So the mess that I see that people have seen is going to be great mess in the United States because imagine all these things coming at once. Earthquake coming at once. She also talks about the earthquake that she saw huge crack in the land, huge crack in the land. And, and she saw this. Praise the Lord. Let me keep reading. And I saw deep hole in the earth's surface after we saw a major earthquake. There you go. Many people died because of the drug was Cars during this time, and so I think what she said the drugs, the drugstore, I think is a word she meant to say. The drugstore, there was no drug for medication. Yes, that's what she mentioned medication for people. To, to, so she saw deep hole on the earth, on the surface, as a result of major earthquake. That's one thing the Lord showed me that I shared with people. There will be major earthquake after the major earthquake hit California. There's going to be a major, major earthquake that is going to hit California. Now, after this earthquake hit California, then as a result, there will be major earthquakes. Many people will die because of, of drugs with kids during this time. That's, you know, so pharmacists are not going to work. Drugstore, no more. I saw people being killed with firearms. A martial law will be replaced with civil law of the land. And the implementation of martial law will mean the suspension of all civil rights will be replaced by military authority. Oh, man. They have touched it. Praise the Lord. Here it is. I'm going to put it in the shower and you can, people can continue reading. So praise the Lord and see what I'm reading. Praise God. So she saw, she saw uh, people being killed with firearms and martial law will replace civil law. This is why Obama went to the Supreme Court for him to declare martial law of any time. I had talked about this in other programs, brothers and sisters. And all this is a confirmation. This is what she saw. Isn't that incredible? It's exactly what I talked about it for last year, just last year, brothers and sisters. And look at this. She's talking about the same word. The Lord showed her the same thing. 
He has shown me. It is incredible. When I saw this, I said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. My goodness, my goodness. Brothers and sisters, this is incredible. That the word, it is just so, I know it's not a coincidence, but this, this is this is too, too exactly what I have spoken about to people. Hallelujah. This is also she saw after they declare after they declare martial law. This is what she said. She also saw rape, remain a roadblock in checkpoints. We all know that in December 2000, Obama uh, Obama signed something that he expanded the government power to enact martial law even in peaceful times. You hear that? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty confirmation, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord said the U.S. will fall because of the great wickedness and sin. And he said, I lift nation, hallelujah, and fall. And also, I will, I bless nation under my commandment, hallelujah, and curse nation to, who disobey my commandment. Praise the Lord. And all that will happen to, the, to, the, to, to their nation is the result of their own sin, the Lord says to her. And as a nation has called for civil rights, they say that the right are released when they are actually slavery. Freedom is what she meant to say. The rights of freedom, they say, when they're actually slavery. Homosexuality is not a civil right, she says. The Lord says to her, it's a slavery to, to impunity and, and destroy the marriage covenant that I set. The Lord says to her, Sahih. The abortion is a slavery because of the emotional distraction that happens to take the life of an innocent, innocent child. He says sin is a slavery, and no sin is an abhorrent sin. It's an evil sin, a abhorrent sin, or abomination. It's another word. And then he said the U.S. is just a puppy. I give birth to the U.S. for them to be an ally of Israel. The U.S. declined while Israel increased at the end. In recent days, there will be bigger than, than it will be, there will be no nation bigger than Israel, the Lord says. I will cause events, uh, the event that diminish the power of influence of the U.S. people will say it is impossible, it is impossible for this nation to come, to come down. But in fact, because I have spoken, it will happen. He said, the nation that were powerful in, in ancient time are no more because I have told them of this fall, of its fall. So the Lord spoke that they will be, they will come down. The Lord said those nations also came down. And because he has said the U.S. will come down, it will come down too. Praise the Lord. God have mercy. Brothers and sisters, we got to pray for his mercy. Praise you, Lord. There are a lot of God-fearing people in this nation. Praise the Lord, and I hope that this nation returns to the Lord, returns to God, and walk away from the sinful way, uh, justifying sin and you know justifying so much stuff that are that uh, are not a God. Praise the Lord, the God will have mercy. Hallelujah! He will remember His promise to His servant. Hallelujah! If we continue to repent, Hallelujah! He's been having mercy so far. It's what I tell people: the Lord. He's been having mercy. I don't know for how long, but he's been having mercy. And we just got to continue to pray for mercy. Pray that he will have mercy. Praise the Lord, because the more mercy he'll have, 
the more people that will be that will be saved. Praise the Lord. Uh, Abraham prayed pray for mercy for Sodom and Gomorrah, and God saved Lot. God sent the angel to save Lot. Praise the Lord. And that's the same God, the God of Abraham, is the God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Then she said, he said, my child, tell them all these things and people will, uh, these things to people that will mock me and say that I have not spoken. But in truth, I tell you, all this will happen before I return. Fear not, speak my truth. I am the almighty. Hallelujah. I can kill a nation with my bread. My voice, I, I can fly in mountains. Hallelujah. And move island, praise the Lord, and make the earth shirt, uh, shake with flood and famine. Man is powerless compared to my great power in my outraged hand. But this is the, the beauty for us children, uh, for my children, children of the Most High. He said, I will protect, I will provide, hallelujah, inherit my holy, hallelujah, uh, inheritance of my holy chosen one, people. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that no matter uh, what you show in recent time, you are in the power, the power of my hand. Do not be worried. Just remember that I am with you. Hallelujah. And will bless you, you and your family. The Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. To his chosen one, he gives his word. So hard to give this word to his chosen one. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. So he, he knows what we're going through, brothers and sisters. But he said, you are in the palm of my hand. Do not worry. Just remember that I am with you and, and, will, and will bless you and your family. That's for us, God's people, for his children. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. So even with all these reports, that seem to be devastating and horrible. We know that we can look to the Lord and know that he is our strength and our strong power. We can run to him. He will protect us in, 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 in time of great sorrow. Thank you, Lord, she said. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He will protect his children, brothers and sisters. That's why we need to continue to repent, continue to seek the Lord. Because we will be protected by the Lord no matter what. During this horrible time, the Lord said many will be saved. Oh, that's, that's great news. Many will be saved. The fear of the end is near. Will make people look to Christians to, to seek truth. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this time, many will be saved. Hallelujah. And they will go to Christians seeking truth. That's why you and I need to be standing on the word. That's why we need to be standing on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when people come to us, we can point to the Lord. Many will be saved. The fear of the end is near will make people look to Christians to seek truth. They will come to us because the Lord will make will make it make it this way. Why do you think people are writing to us daily, seeking truth? Praise the Lord. People from every country are writing to me, brothers and sisters. From every country. They write to me about the Lord, seeking truth. They come seeking truth. Oh, glory be to the Lord. That's why, brothers and sisters, we need to be standing on the word. What we're going to give them? If we're not standing on the word, what are we going to give them? 
We got. We need to give them truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the truth. Thank you, Lord. He said, "Do not forget that that all should come as the holy creature have declared." In, in, in the uh, what as he said, the the soil will uh, the soil will be nuclear word. Hallelujah. The talks about nuclear word here. The drought and famine is when I, I hold the rain. Pestilence is a new strain of unknown disease. Will, 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 will be no cure. Hallelujah. Instead, that word will, will be last five years. Famine will be quickly. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He talks about five years of famine that, that soon will come. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But you see his children, his children, his children. Hallelujah. The Lord will be with them. The, the amazing thing, brothers and sisters, that the Lord is going to be with us. No matter what is going on in the world, we don't need to worry. We don't we need to be concerned. Hallelujah. My children need wisdom to survive the tribulation. Praise the Lord. I believe talking to those that will stay. And many, and many that are his children will stay behind. Many. I see many Christians in the tribulation that ended up staying. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Food will be scarcer, but my children will be prepared for the famine. I am direct, directing my children to store food before uh, as courageous hunger and, and, and struck as Joseph was. He was an agent, and he said, it is wise to start storing provision. Jesus said to the people, the next thing he said was that the uh, the UN landscape was about to change. <coughs> landscape, I don't know what she means about this. Maybe someone can look this up and, and understand what she meant when she said the UN landscape. landscape. Praise the Lord. I think, uh, uh, I don't know, what's been happening in Florida and different parts of the, the, of the, of the land. The land has been moving. Hallelujah. Hole in the in the ground and all that. Maybe maybe that's what she means by that. I will give many signs and as one into this his nation. This is an interesting said let let the water roar, roar will become the water will become poisonous. I just said what he said, I do not know how it would happen. She said. But the Lord turns on the water, the drinking water, hallelujah, will become poisonous. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All the visible features of our countryside, our land, maybe, yeah. Praise the Lord. So the Lord says to her that the water is going to become poisonous in the U.S. She didn't see how. But the Lord just told her that it will be poisonous water. Praise the Lord. So it will be a good idea to store up up the water, brothers and sisters. It may not be for you. Hallelujah. Yeah, chemical and nuclear work, that could be. That could be. She didn't see that. She saw ashes in the air. It could be volcanic or nuclear. Praise the Lord. So all these things are coming, brothers and sisters. She said she did not know. The hell starts to shake. The sky will lose the, the brilliance. Sun begins to flash radiation, weather pattern change. My hand is on the climate, the Lord says to her. His hand was in the climate. These things are not coincidence because I will make that ha- happen with my outstretched hand, the Lord says. 
He says more forecasts have in this, uh, uh, have an explanation to climate phenomenon, but during this time, the climate challenge of all human reasoning until my people realize that I am Jehovah and I have, and I have control. They will be confused about the climate phenomenon that occurred on the earth. Also said, said that in the central planet will be major hurricanes, will bring large amounts of rain, Appalachian Mountain will be the, the farther eastern point before the Mississippi River to expand the border. The ocean will reach the Rocky Mountain and some area of the west coast. The Grand Canyon will begin to fill the water. Great Lakes will join form one in the Teutonic Plate. Praise the Lord. I'm going to post this on the chat room. Praise the Lord. And then many can uh, try to understand what she means with all this. Climate change, hallelujah. Yes, it's from the Lord himself. Praise the Lord. There it goes. The Rocky Mountain. Let me see, make sure I don't, I don't, I don't. I thought she said the Rocky Mountain. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of changes. A lot of changes are coming. Praise you, Lord. And a lot of people already start, are already seeing all this, and they're trying to uh, make, understand what, what, what the Lord says to her, praise you, Lord. But there's a lot of information. My goodness. I still got a lot more to, to, to read. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. These are little prophecies. This is another message I received in July 2014. He said, War come to the U.S. There is a wickedness in high places in the spiritual and natural of plotting behind the scenes to the end of the U.S. Crucial information was given to given the Russian regarding the U.S. and Russian will use this information to attack the infra infrastructure of their nation. Many will hear of this plan, but ignoring the thinking that it could never happen to the beloved nation, there will be wickedness in high places, in government banks and independent companies that fill their pocket with gold at the expense of the people. The, the, the truth has been so, suppressed. Your country has become a nation of lies. Darkness is about to take his nation, cover his nation, because they love lie and not truth. But do not despair, my children, because at the end of this darkness comes my glorious light. Praise you, Lord. And the Lord says to me, tell my people that he is spending this. This is sad in my, my heart because I never uh, created hell for humanity. Those in rebellion and disobedience to his creator be eternally damned. They will be eternally damned. I will establish city refuge, a refuge for those who know me intimately. Praise the Lord. And walk about, praise the Lord, about that, about his tour. That's what I think that's what he's meant to say. He meant to say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the, this part that he will establish city of refuge, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Yes, the Lord even talked about the attitude of people, the attitude, the attitude that it will never happen. That, that is incredible. The Lord told us just exactly that, that there's an attitude that this will never happen. And we've seen that attitude in this last year or the year before too. It's, the attitude is out there that it will, it will never happen. But she says she was, he, he said he would stop the city of refuge for those who knows me intimately. Well, I know Asheville, North Carolina is a city of refuge, right where I am. 
I know there will be rescues for thousands of people of the Lord's, of the Lord's people. Hallelujah. Many other, there are many other places. Praise the Lord. And I wish I had all the name of those of those of those city of refuge. But there are several city of refuge in different states that the Lord already the Lord already have talking to people about them. And many people have been have gone there already. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Began to get intimate. Uh, and then she said, began to uh begin to, to get intimate with him, began to read his word, began to take time alone with Yeshua. And his, heavenly, and his heavenly father, he said. Well, the Lord says to her, for people that began to get intimate with him, hallelujah, his heavenly father, he said, this city will be a safe place under my wind for protection. Praise you, God. And I said, uh, call to me, and I will show you, at least you to a city of refuge in these perilous times. Stay near me, and I, and I will give. He says, he will give protection away, he says, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here it is, brothers and sisters. So this is the last one on the shot room too. Praise the Lord. Uh, so much before the rapture and so much after the rapture. Praise the Lord. I believe the one the Lord showed me here is for before and for after the rapture. I don't know if every city will be a refuge for the tribulation, but some will be here in North Carolina for sure. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And when the Lord makes a city of refuge, you know his blessing will be there for sure. He will bless. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And here's the last part of the word that I'm going to read now. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, oh, he will give instruction. What's the last part? Of, I will give instruction. Let me finish putting that on the, on the chat room. I will give instruction to the Lord is going to give people instruction. Praise the Lord about those cities. But he said, pray, pray, pray to leave people there. I'm giving instruction. Fear not, little children. I am, I am, hallelujah. I, I am you. I am in you are. I, I am with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. It is not time to be afraid. It is a time to grow closer and closer to uh, to uh, to your Creator and your Savior. Praise you, Lord. So it's time for us to get closer with the Lord, brothers and sisters. There, there is a change in the monetary. Hallelujah, and it's called the RB. It's the RB. It, it is the monetary system, the revalue, the the worldwide currency revalue, brothers and sisters, is about to begin. Uh, Pat Rally. Or part, partly talked about this. Uh, there's there's some video online about the 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 international currency revalue that is about to happen around the world, and and surely will bless God's people. The Lord will bless His people through it. Praise the Lord. Uh, there'll be many currencies losing value, but there will be other currencies gaining a lot of value too. Praise the Lord, and God has let many people to get it get into uh, some of these currencies. Thank you, Lord. The Lord let them right from the beginning, and many will be blessed. God's work will be blessed in the last day before the trumpet sound. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But this is also a warning to the people here. When this currency revalue goes, uh, it will bring the economy in a lot of trouble. 
the Lord has said to us that the, the economy in the U.S. is going to fall. And a yes is going to fall. That's why there will be an, inter- an international currency revalue. China already said that they will have their own world bank. They have pulled away from the U.S. economy. The Chinese last month, I don't know if you heard, they have pulled away. Israel is pulling away also onto the, to uh, give value, more value to their own currency. A lot of billionaires have gone back to Israel, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. A lot of billionaires had, had, had moved away from the U.S. to other countries, brothers and sisters. Uh, a lot of people know this currency, the U.S. dollar, is not going to last much longer. It's going to lose all value very soon. It has lost a lot of value in the market, brothers and sisters. In, 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 I heard a few weeks ago that the Chinese were selling the U.S. bonds that they're whole to any other country that will give them some money from it. They were not even selling it at the value that it has right now, according to the market, because they know the U.S. dollar is going to drop, and they're selling the bonds to other countries for little money, whatever they can give them. It don't matter if the bond is billions of dollars. If they can give them a few million, they'll take it, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. So there is a lot of trouble going on. A lot of news going on. Praise the Lord. But we need to continue to trust the Lord among all this. If you can hold cash in your hand, do it. Don't trust the bank. Don't trust your government, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't, don't really trust your God. Don't trust the government. The Lord told me, tell them not to trust their government. Praise you, Lord. Uh, when the, the 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 U.S. government, hallelujah, go bankruptcy, so with the bank declare bankruptcy. All the banks are insured by the U.S. government, brothers and sisters. And when they go bankruptcy, they're going to go bankruptcy. So whatever money you have in the bank, you will lose, unless you have it in gold or, or diamond or anything else. But if the bank is still holding it, you might also be in trouble with that. Brothers and sisters, the only thing you're going to have is what you have in your wallet or in your house for, for value. Whatever few dollars you got in your wallet, that's what you're going to have very soon. All these things are speeding up, brothers and sisters. And I have told people this about two years ago. And, and people that listen now understand even better as I see the market, the stock market, even in this holiday of December, that they were supposed to be stronger uh, they close in very weak. Why? Because they're not telling people the truth. They want people to spend money, money that they don't have. So when all this goes away, they can take away more money out of people. Brothers and sisters, be wise. Pray about all this. Keep some cash with you. I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, a lot of people... I know that they owe loans on their home and all that. If you can pay off your house, do it. If you can pay off your car, do it. I am telling you, I know it's hard. But if you have money in the bank and you can pay off your house and you can pay off your your car, even if you have a small loan that you know you can pay off, pay it off. Pay it off. Just pay it off. If you know you can't pay it off, the Lord told me this this, this past last week. I had a loan that I owe, and, and, I, and I pray to the Lord, hallelujah, 
and I and 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 I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. And the Lord said, Pay it off. Pay it off. And I went and I went to the bank and I pay it off. And and the bank was like surprised, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. And so no more I have no more loan. That's it. If you have a, a car loan, uh Whatever loan you have, personal loan, don't matter if it's more, 200, 300, pay it off. If you have a credit card that you can pay it off, pay, off, pay it off. I know a lot of people are saying, but, you know, if, if, if everything falls away, even loans will fall away. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But whatever, whatever you own is what you're going to have. See, if you pay off your card, they cannot take it away from you. When they declare martial law, if you own your house, Brothers and sisters, if you own your house, they cannot take it off in martial law. You can stay in your property. But those people that, that, that own their house to the bank, when they declare martial law, they're going to take away your house. They're going to kick you out of your house and take you to the FEMA camp. The Lord has shown this to me. Praise the Lord. And so, praise you, God. Whatever we owe, they can take away. Remember that. Whatever you owe, they can take away. What good would you be to the Lord in a female camp? And then with the pressure that they want to pressure people to get the RFID, because that's what they want to do. Why do they want to get people in the female camp? Because they want to pressure them to get the RFID. And then they pressure people to get the RFID. Well, they, they all say it will easy for you to get medication, to get food. And they'll pressure people. So a lot of people will say yes, and under that pressure. Praise you, Lord. To so the war, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord, it's, it, 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 pray to the Lord. If the Lord wants you to sell your house now, I know people that the Lord has told them, sell your house. He has told them when they pray. The Lord has told them clearly, sell your house and, and buy a house up in North Carolina in the mountains or some, whatever the Lord leads you to. Praise you, Lord. My, buy a mobile home. Praise the Lord. Mobile homes are so cheap. You can get a mobile home for $8,000, five, dollars $3,000 sometimes. Praise the Lord. I own a mobile home right now, and it's paid off, brothers and sisters. They're little money. You can get a mobile home cheap. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I am telling you, brothers and sisters, a lot of people are going to get in a lot of trouble with the banks and the government and all that. Praise the Lord. Because if they declare martial law, you cannot go to work to pay off your house. To keep the payments on your house. Come on, be logical. Praise the Lord. If you go to the female camp and you cannot pay your house, what do you think they're going to do? Praise the Lord. So there will be a lot of people losing everything they have. Praise the Lord. But see, we need to prepare. We need to get ready. And pray about these things. I'm not telling you to jump tomorrow and do it. Pray about it. Seek the Lord. See what the Lord wants you to do. Because the Lord will lead you. The Lord will tell you exactly what to do. Praise your Lord. He will tell you. He's been telling a lot of people what to do. He's been telling people to sell their house. Praise the Lord. Because if, if you bought your house for three or $400,000 and you have paid maybe a, a quarter of that, you can still take $100,000 with you and buy a mobile home and pay it off. Or, or, or a manual home. You can get a manual home in North Carolina for $99,000 brand new with two bathrooms. Praise you, Lord. And you get a, a piece of land for a couple thousand dollars and, and put your house in there. Don't deliver your house in there and all that, and you'll be fine. You, your house will be paid off. Thank the Lord. If you don't believe me, put it on Christ. 
on Craigslist and put in Magio Home, new Magio Home, they're 90, especially now in December, they're $99,000, brothers and sisters, with delivery, with foundation and connection. Praise your Lord. And you won't have not, you, you will not have that trouble that a lot of people are getting to or been into for years that they don't know what to do. Pray. Pray and seek the Lord. Now the nations are talking about international currency revalue. That is great news to some people, but it's also bad news to some other people, brothers and sisters. Really bad news to some other people that what they have, they're going to lose, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But the Lord told us these things years ago. When I came on in 2012, 2013, I also talked about these things. A lot of people thought I was crazy even talking about these things. And now that they've seen the year going by and how seen things have gotten worse and how a dollar has lost so much value, now they said, wow, it makes total sense, Brother Elvin. Why you said that we didn't believe? Praise your Lord. Well, in a few months, things are going to change. That's why the Lord wanted me to this word out tonight, because things are going to change very soon. Whether you are ready or not, things are going to change. Last night, Jesus, Jesus took me into the millennium, and the Lord spoke to me in the millennium. Praise the Lord. And, and um, I seen some of my family in the millennium that I wanted to see for a while. One of my aunt and my uncle that have been praying for me many years, and I believe they both are with the Lord right now. And that's what I, that's where I saw them. And I was able, able to go to their home. And they were so happy to see me that I was serving the Lord and really preaching his word. Praise the Lord. I don't know how it is that people in the millennium in heaven, they know exactly what you're doing for God when you do Right when they see you, because it's a testimony of Christ that is in you. When you talk about Christ, there's something that, that is getting printed in your life. Brothers and sisters, and right when they saw me, they already knew that I, that I'm here on the Lord's hour preaching the Lord's message. And and they let me know how much joy, they were joyful they were that I was doing that. I saw my hand, I went, went out to my hand, gave her a heart. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we are go, going to go into the millennium. Brothers and sisters, right after the seven-year tribulation. That is going to be a thousand years of Christ, our new life. Praise the Lord. Our new life is going to be with Christ a thousand years. After we get raptured in the righteous celebration, I believe, I believe the righteous celebration is going to be like a seven-year celebration. Back in Esther time, the celebration went, went for, for, two, for, two, for two weeks, brothers and sisters. Over two weeks, the celebration of Esther. The deliverance of the Jewish people went on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. You know, you seek the Lord. If the Lord leads you to sell your house, do it. If not, okay. You you be led by the Lord for sure. So, brothers and sisters, it was incredible. It, it is inc- Our future looks bright, looks great. We need to stay with the Lord is what we need to do. Because the Lord is going to fulfill his promise to us, promise to take to take us out of here, brothers and sisters. He has promised us, and he's not going to fail us. He's going to take us out of here, brothers and sisters, very soon. The rapture is a reality that we are going to live 
brothers and sisters. A lot of people are going to be in a lot of pain after the rapture because they're going to know they should have been ready. There a lot, also a lot of other people who who heard that the rapture was not uh, uh, was not biblical are also going to be in pain. Why? Because you know when it talks about deceiving, people usually talk think of think about the devil. They immediately think it's the devil. You got a lot of men down here deceiving people. Anyone from the pulpit, it don't matter if it's a pastor, apostle, an evangelist, teacher, prophet, that tells you that the rapture is not biblical, deceiving you, is misleading you. And that is the situation where millions of people around the U.S. and around the world are being misled about the rapture. And when they open their eyes in the tribulation, but the Lord says also, show people, that these pastors that are misleading people about the rapture are going to get the greater punishment in the tribulation. They're going to get the greater punishment, brothers and sisters, because God will not be mocked. And they think that they're mocking God, and they're not going to get away. They're not going to get away with what they're doing, brothers and sisters. It was better for them not to be born. If they really realize those that are coming against the rapture, it is better that they will not be born. Because what they're going to go through very soon, they're going to go through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. They're going to regret every time they, they spoke against the rapture. It is biblical that the pastor is biblical, the cut up in the is biblical. Jesus said he will come like a thief in the nine, Matthew 24, Matthew, Matthew 25. He said he will come in the middle of the nine, brothers and sisters, he said, in Matthew 25, to take the bride that were ready, talking about the rapture. That is rapture right there, clearly. Jesus coming in the middle of the, of the nine, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is him taking his bride home in the middle of the night. We are at the midnight hour where Jesus is about to come. This is all rapture, brothers and sisters. And so many people are coming against God have mercy on their soul because they're about to encounter a lot of pain, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to rest. I've been preaching twice today. Praise you, Lord. I come on tomorrow night. God willing, I'll be on tomorrow night. Praise you, Lord. So I hope that uh, these prophecies that I brought up, I put up today, will be a blessing to you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you in spirit and truth. Today. We honor you today, we're live. We love you today. We love you today. We love you every day. We worship you today. We honor you today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. This is Minister Paul. My wife, Gail, is uh, in the chat room. She will be running all chat as I stand up here. I'm telling you that a spirit of worship just fell into the room before we hit live. You know, there's some software we got to start. A spirit of worship just just fell upon us, and, and, and my heart's desire, my prayer today, this day, right now, is that if you are listening to this, that that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the One who created everything, the Spirit, Jesus Christ our King, who's coming again, He's at the door, that same Spirit, it's a peaceful Spirit, it's a loving Spirit, it's a forgiving Spirit, it's a protecting Spirit, that it just fall upon you where you're at right now. Cleanse your minds and cleanse your heart and, and, and ask God to come in and, and purify your thoughts and minds. Focus on one thing and one thing alone, and that's Jesus Christ. Focus on Him today. It is through Him that we live and move and have our being. We want to, whoo-hoo, we want to, whoo-hoo. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come Holy Start worshiping saints. It don't matter where you are. You could be in Austria or Oakland. Worship them. You could be in Arizona or the Amazons. He hears you. Worship them. Praise him. Exalt him. We extol you. Amen. <laughs> Welcome everybody. You know this this is a this is a safe haven. This is a place to gather together to fellowship with, with like-minded individuals who, who are, are, are ready to contend for the faith, who are rather to uh, come together in unity and love and peace. And we're all looking for one thing, and that's Jesus and His presence and His power in our lives Amen. and in our loved ones' lives. And so I want to welcome everybody here today. I want to give some brief... Uh, Announcements, and we're going to uh, open up in prayer, and then we're going to go to the Word of God. So, uh, first of all, when I woke up this morning with my mind, and it was stayed on Jesus. This sure was, man. I woke up this morning. Uh, I began to check the world news to see, you know, to see what had happened while I slept, because who knows? These are some of the things. If you need a reason to pray, if you need some urgency in your spirit, these are some of the things that are going on right now, and this is just just a, just a few of them. Some uh, some rockets had flown in from Syria this morning. I believe I woke up about seven thirty. Is that about right? Yes. Some uh, first thing I read was that no, I was already up. Yeah, she <laughs> she was already up. So that means you get the worm. <laughs> How's that go? The early bird gets the worm. You can have the worm, but because uh, I was resting. Okay, sorry. She did. She was up. Well, she's probably up praying for us. I bet you she was. So, some rockets were flying in from the Syria area into Israel. Israel, and uh, around 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on today's date. 
Israel was launching an assault on that area. I'm, I'm talking about numerous bombs and strikes being done from Israel to Syria. Now, I don't know about you, where, what you know about Bible prophecy. But this, these things, uh, another thing that happened, everybody following this methane leak in, uh, in, uh, in Orange County of Southern California. This methane leak is getting so huge, I saw news this morning that they've created a no-fly zone. There's methane leaking uh, at a rate that is so fast, uh, and it can't be stopped. They have no solution to it. It's huge release of methane. Matter of fact, it's the largest release of poisonous, dangerous, toxic methane gas ever in the history of this state that I'm standing in giving this message right now. It is so huge, this methane leak, and people are reporting on this uh, in, in, in detail, but the media's got a hold of it now, finally, because it's been leaking for weeks. They're finally reporting it. People are getting sick in the area, and they're closing and relocating the children in the schools in this area. Uh, man, I, I think it's Port Richards. I, I don't want to get the city wrong. I have the name of the area, but it's in the Orange County area. So they're relocating the kids. They've enforced the no-fly zone over the whole area. and uh, But they've granted uh, one exception that I understand, and that's for NASA someone whom I don't trust, uh, to fly some type of specialized drone right into the middle of this huge mass of methane leak. Now, I wonder what that's about. It, it can't be good. It just can't. And then another thing is meteors. Has anybody been following? What meteors are just suddenly out of nowhere with no advance warning at all and no announcement. are just coming closer and closer to Earth. I believe uh, the last one came really close. And uh, one thing you won't see me do on these meteors, these are just some prophetic things that I, that I know the Bible says will happen. You know, there's a lot of people, they announce, okay, meteor is going to strike Earth. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Meteor is going to strike Earth. Red alert, meteor is going to strike Earth. And uh, you won't see me do that a lot on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Um... Because the Holy Spirit has told me this. Stars will fall from the sky. Wormwood will strike the earth. A major meteor, multiple major uh, uh, sizable meteors will strike this earth. That's a 100% fact and a biblical word of God's certainty. But the Holy Spirit has not shown me one to warn of yet. And so if you see me come out on Facebook or YouTube and say, Look, the Lord showed me this meteor heading towards earth and this one's going to hit. Uh, I would hope that people would take heed and begin to pray and get their lives right and, and, and go out, go drive, get in their car and drive to their families and warn them. Because it's kind of like the boy cries wolf. That's what I was telling my wife. If I come on here every day say this meteor is going to hit earth, and it doesn't, and people do this all the time, this meteor is going to hit earth, rather, it's going to just destroy the whole east coast, it's going to destroy the west coast, it's going to destroy all the and it doesn't happen. If you continue to do that every week, year after year, when, when the one that is really coming, that's what the enemy wants, when the one that is really coming, as the Bible promises, and it is going to kill massive amounts of people, and you warn on that one, no one's going to believe you because you've been given all these false alarms. 
So I just had to get that off my chest. Is that okay to get that off my chest? When the Lord tells me to warn of a meteor strike, I will. But He hasn't yet. But I know this warns of it. So, so the, the thing is, we don't really know. They're flying all around us all the time. We know the Word of God says that we'll get struck by these, uh, that the stars will fall out of the sky and stuff like that. I'm praying that the church ain't here. I'm praying to be counted worthy to escape. So, that's what I have. Okay, and then the second announcement is Arizona. Uh, the, 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 the way that the Lord is putting the, together the details of the trip to Arizona is amazing. I stepped out in faith. You know, we've been doing this Jesus Matters movement, uh, uh, taking it around the nation and, and warning certain states and, and going in there and witnessing and handing out tracts and jump drives and, and uh, praying for people and meeting with people and doing everything we can both to witness of, of, of the goodness and mercy and salvation and healing and deliverance power of Jesus Christ and to warn people to repent. Well, the Lord showed me the seventh state was Arizona. And so I'm, I'm going to be staying in Tempe and visiting Phoenix and, and areas around there. And I, I just put it out in faith, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. The details are coming together in an amazing way. We are going to be able to do a two-fold thing here. We are going to have an online live stream just for people online to be delivered. And then it's going to be separate from an in-person laying of the hands deliverance. In other words, we'll either come to you or, or, or we have a place where you can come. Brother James Bergens from Colorado Springs, Colorado. The Lord has once again confirmed that he's to come. And I want to thank him. We appreciate James so much. I think it's been at least four states that I can count. And I hope I don't get my number wrong. That, that he, the Lord has put it upon his heart. And understand, he don't just come because... Uh, Jesus Matters post. He takes it to the Lord in prayer as we all should. The Lord gave him many, many mighty confirmations. It was just this morning that I received notice that Brother James Burgess, who was just with us in Oregon, God bless Oregon, there was a mighty move of God in Oregon, and there's going to be a mighty move in Arizona. Brother James Burgess is going to come. And I believe that there will be several people. I believe that there will be an entire team of people to lay hands on people. That's what, I, that's what I'm believing for. That's my faith. So, two separate events. Because what I don't want to do is have you come to get prayer for deliverance of something that's been hindering you and holding you back for years and years from reaching your full potential of who you are to be in your ministry and your calling and in your walk with Jesus Christ and just have it live streamed all around the world. This is a personal, intimate moment. And it's going to be separate from those on the live stream. And the Lord laid it out. And then he made, the Lord has laid it out in a way that I could have never had. So it's two separate events while we're in Arizona. One for online and one for the people there. And we will be baptizing people according to Acts 2.38 in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Do you want to be baptized? Uh, so, so sometime this week... Sometime this week, I will be making a video on this YouTube channel on just that, on just Jesus Matters 
Phoenix, Arizona. And it'll have all kinds of details and there'll be all kinds of follow-ups. Because we're going we're gonna to build up to this. We're going to have you fast with us. We're going to have teachings like this in advance. We're not taking this lightly. We're going to be fasting. We're praying you're going to be fasting. You're going to be delivered. We're going to build up to this. We have six weeks, I believe it is. So, uh, Arizona, Jesus Christ has heard your prayers. And he's sending people your way. Let's open up in prayer. Those that I have for announcements. You got anything? Let's open up in prayer. Look at the time. Can I say the time? The reason why we don't like to give the time is because people may watch this later or they may be in like uh, Morocco or something like that and then the, the time is different. It's 11.11. Right now Pacific Standard Time is 11.11 when I looked at the time. Anyway, that's just a sign the Lord gives me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come boldly to your throne room of grace to obtain mercy. Lord Jesus, I ask that, that, that I would decrease and humble myself and that you would increase. Lord, I ask that you would anoint my mouth to speak what it is for these people who would gather together for you, who will listen to this message no matter where they may be and when they may listen to it. I ask that you anoint their eyes and anoint their ears and that you clear their minds of all confusion. I come against confusion and I come against doubt in the full power and authority of Jesus Christ and I rebuke it out of this room and I rebuke it off of their lives. Hallelujah. You have been set free from confusion and doubt so you can now hear clearly and concisely what the, the Word of God wants to minister into your heart. It's like watering your, your soul. Father God, I thank you that, that, that you have chosen me for this day. And I thank you that, that you brought these people here for this day. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. Lord, speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'd ask everybody this. This worked well last time. If, you're, if, you, if you have like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or something, could you just let people know that the Word of God is about ready to go forth and share this, like hit share or post it. Let, let people know that there, there are still people willing to gather and, and go directly to the Word of God and praise Jesus Christ and put aside all the drama and all the personal concerns. Could you let people know right now that Jesus Christ has a Word for them and if they're hungry and thirsty for the Word of God, they're going to be filled. If they could just come in, they're invited here. It doesn't matter who they are or where they're from. Bring them in and let them hear the Word of God. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Whew. You get a drink of water. Foundational scripture number one is going to be John 14, 11 through 13. The title of this sermon is, is Jesus commissioned us to go out to cast out demons and infirmities. That's what I wrote in my notes. So we're going to discuss this. John 14, 11 through 13. And it reads, I have it right here in front of me. Jesus talking here. He says, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else, Believe me for the very work's sake. 
In other words, if, if, if you don't want to take my word for it, he's saying, then look at the miracles that are occurring around you. How else can you explain these miracles? Uh, and, and, and let me stop right there because another scripture just... Do you remember when John the Baptist, the forerunner, was going around and he was preaching, Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist was a forerunner operating in the spirit of Elijah to pronounce the coming of Jesus Christ. And, and he would go out and he had his own disciples and they would fast and they would pray and they would baptize uh, water baptized, and they would say, there's one coming after me who who's greater than me, and I ain't even worthy to tie his shoes, basically, you know, latch his sandals. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, and, when, when, and he was in prison. Get, get, get a, get a picture of, uh, of how the walk with Christ is. He's in prison, and they're, they're about ready to behead him, and he sends out his messengers, because he had a crew. He sends out his messengers, and the message was to Jesus. And he says, are you the one, or should I look for another? In other words, if you're not the one, then I'm going to keep on, and until, until they cut my head off, I'm going to keep on uh, pronouncing that you're coming. And you know, in, 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 right there in holy Jerusalem, there are still people that don't believe he came the first time. They be, they're waiting for him to come the first time. Did you know this in, in, in Jerusalem? Uh, and, and they're going to be fooled by the Antichrist because they think the Antichrist is going to be Jesus coming the first time, but he already came. When he come back is the second time, that's the second coming. When he shows up in the sky, uh, that that's Harpozo. That they 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 are going to believe the Antichrist is the Christ. And, and this so so he's saying, are you the one? In other words, I'm going to give my whole life to this unto death for for. For my ministry, my walk with God. And I ask you, how far are you willing to go with your walk with God? And Jesus' reply was this. And this is not in my notes, so just put in my spirit. He said, "Go." he told the messengers, you go and tell John this. And I'm paraphrasing here. He said, he said the blind see. The lame walk. And, and, uh, and, and, and he, he explained... Devils being cast out. Does anybody have a scripture for that? Anybody in there that could type that in there? He basically, he's telling them the same thing. If you don't want to believe me for who I'm saying I am, then believe me for the works you see occurring around you. That's what he said. You go and tell them the blind see and the lame walk. Okay, so uh, that just hit me. Miracle signs and wonders follow Jesus everywhere. And they follow his followers too. Whew. Amen. So, and he says, Verily, verily, continuing John 14, verse uh, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, Now watch this. He that believeth on me, Do I have any believers in this room today? I believe. The works that I do, I'm laying a foundation here, Shall he do also, Who? The one that believes. And greater works than these, Shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
Now, now, now here's the thing. Do you, do you, the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation on this too, as He does every sermon. What He was saying was, He was He was promising them the Helper. He was gonna. He He had to leave. He couldn't stay. He was gonna uh, go back into heaven, but He wouldn't leave us comfortless. He was gonna. He promised the the Holy Ghost, and and and, and it was it's through this power. That they were going to be able to do these greater works he mentioned. And this begins in the book of Acts. And then in Acts 2, they are baptized in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to be discussing in this sermon today, Acts 3 in detail. That this came to pass in their lives. And it will come to pass in our lives. Because it's the same Jesus. It's the same Word of God. It's the same Holy Ghost. So, he, so he, what he's saying is, he said, if you ask in my name, I will do it. In my notes, I put, Jesus, Jesus does it, not us. Uh, all we must do is ask in faith. Uh, and, and faith is the key here. So if Jesus says you can do something in his name, well, then you can do that. And, and you know, a lot of people ain't getting what they want because they're not asking in faith. The Word of God records you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. In other words, you're asking something that don't line up with the, the Word of God. Because if you need something from Jesus, and it lines up with His will, and I can bear witness to this, and you go to Jesus, and you ask Him, He will give you the desires of your heart. Otherwise, everything I just read is a lie, and we're calling Jesus a liar, which I will never do. It's, a, it's about faith. Let's go. Because we can do the greater works. And that's what this message is about. The greater works. Next scripture is Matthew 17. 14 through 21. Praise the holy name of Jesus Christ. That we can do the greater works. That we can do all things through him who gives us strength. Matthew uh, 17, 14 through 21. Let me read this here. It says, uh, And when they were come in the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Now, you'd have to do a deep study of the lunatic. Uh, one translation and some... Some, uh, some definitions bear out the fact that what they were saying was he was an epileptic. So Jesus Christ comes across an epileptic, right? And he's kneeling down. And it says, and he's sore vexed. For oftentimes he falls into the fire and oftentimes into the water. And, and uh, so, he, you know, he would have seizures. I studied this before I came forward with it. Verse 16, and I brought, now watch this. Now remember the title of the message about casting out demons and infirmities as we go forward. Verse 16, and I brought him to the disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, now look what Jesus says. O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. In other words, it's a rebuke for a lack of faith 
And yet, compassion, bring them to me. Bring them to me. We're going to learn something here. We're going to learn. Anybody want to learn something today? I do. Or we just want to stand around shouting. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Underline that. Jesus rebuked the devil. He didn't rebuke the parents. He didn't rebuke the disciples. He didn't rebuke the person. He rebuked the spirit. I'm going to be teaching on this for the next... I'm, no, I'm telling you, I'm going to be teaching on this uh, for the next several weeks uh, until I get to Arizona one way or another, whether it be in a prayer room or a chat room. We have a prayer room set up, amen. Has anybody in there been in the prayer room yet? If you've been in the prayer room, uh, let that be known. Because I have set up, it's called the war room. We, we're going to be, uh, we're be uh, helping and assisting people with this. And, and, now, and, uh, and Jesus rebuked the devil, and it departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. How many people know you can't go into the ER and be cured of epileptic? Or, or you know, you, you, a lunatic can't just go into some council and be cured an hour. But Jesus. And that's why we worship Him and praise Him and honor Him. Because it's just gone. Now watch this, 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Okay, well, privately, right? Why couldn't we cast him out? Talking about the greater works here. Why did the demon leave for you but not for us? And this is a message that is speaking right into our hearts and minds today. Them demons are going to come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. In other words, lack of faith. Because it, not because of my power, not because of the power I have. Then he said, "Behold, I give unto you power to cast out devils." So it wasn't a me thing; it was a you thing. And uh, and he's saying this in love. Now watch what he says here. Now I say unto you, if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, do I still have that mustard seed? To take to the, I think. It, Anybody ever seen a mustard seed, how small it is? If you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence yonder and place it, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. And this is also recorded in Mark eleven twenty-three. Nothing shall be impossible to you. Is Brother James in the room by chance? We had a mountain leaving Oregon in front of us full of snow. And we told that mountain together collectively in faith, mountain at the bottom of it get out of our way and how many people know God got us up and over that snowy mountain with no snow chains they fell off or chains fell off but, but let's go forward to verse 21 and the key to this scripture how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting so Jesus has now set a precedent that there needs uh, there, there there are certain demons that that you must pray and fast over and and when I went to deliverance uh, school for three days we it was required seven day fast and uh, and you wonder why well it says right here in the Word of God so we, and this is this is what I'm going to do I'm going to fast and pray uh, for seven days. 
prior to leaving and be in a fast when I'm there. And I'm going to ask the people there to at least fast for 24 hours for your deliverance because, uh, because of what Jesus said here. But I want to make another note here. That there's demons of like, you know, there's demons of lust and, and confusion and doubt and perversion and all kinds of demons. But I also truly believe that that there are actually demons of affliction. There's demons that can afflict you. It, what's that scripture? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Is that what it says? So, in other words, you could be a demon could just afflict you with something. Okay, and, and so when I was praying about this this morning, I'm like, Lord, He said, look at Job. Afflicted with boils, right? He was afflicted. And so we can come against these afflictions too. You know, because they're not from God. But we're going to pray and fast when we do that. So all I'm doing is laying down a biblical foundation here. We're going to do a lot of teaching on this. So, so my notes say, They doubted. They lacked faith. They asked without faith. And then Jesus mentions the importance of fasting. Now, now here's, here's why we fast. Fasting will crucify your flesh and strengthen your spirit. This is, now, when, when you fast, you are, you are denying your flesh things that it wants and feeding your spirit. In other words, like when I fast, I will go without all solid food, no sugar, no caffeine and, and no solid food can touch my mouth. I make this commitment to God. And every time I get hungry or feel a hunger pain, my fleshly uh, thoughts uh, and carnal thoughts immediately want to go to thinking of food. And when that comes upon me during my fast, whether it be 24 hours, 3 days, or 7 days, or 21 days, uh, when I feel that fleshly desire for a physical need to eat, I go and read the Word of God. And, and, I, and I, I eat this food. You know, the Bible says it's like milk and meat. I read the Word of God. I substitute something spiritual for my fleshly desire. And that's why the Bible says if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I have seen miracles. I have had my strongest visions and my, my, my most loving, powerful encounters with God when I was fasting, beginning at the age of 15, is when I started three-day fasting. And so uh, this is something I'm very familiar with. Uh, it's important that we fast, and especially important that we fast when we're dealing with healing and deliverance. Uh, so, okay, here's a biblical example of that. What did Jesus Christ do when he, when he knew he was going to have to go down and confront Satan? says he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and then he, he just withstood Satan, because the Word of God records this. The Holy Spirit gave me this scripture this morning. It was for this reason the Son of God was manifest. I think it's in First John. Is anybody in there? No. Anybody in the room can help me find this scripture? Because I just wrote it down. I think it's in First John something right. It was. It's for this reason the Son of God was manifest, Jesus, that He might destroy the works 
of the devil. Did you know that's a scripture? That the, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And that will happen. And you know what? As we go uh, in our journey, in our walk, we could cast out demons. What better way to come against the kingdom of darkness than to, to, to set people free through the power of Jesus Christ and Nazareth to, to have them demons leave? So last time I talked about how I gave a whole bunch of scriptures about how Jesus did it and a, and a, and a whole bunch of scriptures on how uh, on how Jesus said we can do it. Now now this service I want to show you scriptures about how they did do it and how we can do it. Are you with me? So we're flowing along. Uh, this, the, the next scripture is Acts 16, 18. There isn't, there isn't very many scriptures. Uh, we're primarily going to go to Acts 3. There isn't a lot of scriptures here in, in this teaching right here. Acts 16, uh, I'm going to go from 16, uh, to, I'm going to start at 16 and read to 18. Now watch this. This is the Apostle Paul. And he's on a journey here for uh, doing the ministry. Just like we're going to be on a journey to go do the ministry in Arizona. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. Now, okay, now watch this. Take note of this and, and, put, and remember this. Where were they going? They're going to pray. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. In other words, like a spiritual medium. Uh, uh, divination, in other words, through the power of Satan, able to know truths in, in advance. Not a Holy Spirit, an evil spirit. You with me? 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, look, Look at what, this is the Spirit talking through this woman. Look what it says. These men are the servants of the Most High God which show us the way unto salvation. 100% truth. That was 100% truth. There was no lie in that. And this did she many days now, but, but watch this. But Paul, being grieved, he got tired of it. Turned and said to the Spirit. He didn't say it to the woman. He didn't say it to her masters. He didn't say it to the crowd. He didn't say it to the people with him. He spoke directly to the Spirit. I'm going to keep emphasizing certain things. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And again it records, and he came out the same hour. Delivered. She was delivered from this spirit to where she couldn't predict the future anymore. And they came after Paul. Because why? Because they lost money with their little uh, walking demon. This woman was full of a demon. And I'm telling you, people are going to be set free. You know, uh, we we got to take a stand uh, against the enemy. Uh, my notes quickly on this. It says, uh, Paul... Paul did not tolerate this evil spirit. He did not let it hinder him sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and neither should we. 
That's my notes on that. Luke 10, 17 through 20. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you speak to those for whom this message is for. I know it may not be for everybody, but I know it's for somebody. The Lord is calling you. He's either calling you for two things right now. In the spiritual realm, He is either calling you to be set free, or He is calling you to be one of those who goes out in the power and authority of Jesus Christ to set others free. That's what this message is about. What I say 10, 17, and 20. And no matter which group you're in, Jesus Christ, He's going to uh, begin uh, showing us how exactly to do this. Whom He calls, He also equips. There's going to be some equipping coming forward out of this through the Holy Spirit. 17. Now watch this. So, so what we have here is Jesus Christ, he, he sends out uh, 70 people in power. And he tells them, look, he, he tells them, look, go cast out devils. Right? And in 17, the 70 returned again with joy. So they come back, they obey Christ, they go out and they come back and they give Jesus a good report. Just like I'm going to come back and give Jesus a report. Just like you're going to have a good report. Hallelujah. And the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even, underline this, nailing it down here, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Through your name, Jesus, the demons had to leave just like He said they would. And they're amazed and jumping up and down and shouting. 3-7 on the clock. 11-3-7. Yeah. A lot of signs. And, and Jesus said unto them, take note of His answer here. Take note of Jesus' answer when Jesus talked. Take note of anything Jesus said. He, he says, uh, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So he's like, he's like, so, so look, I told you to go do something in, in my name, and it happened, and suddenly you're amazed? Do you know who I am? I saw Satan fall like lightning. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And then so many people say what that means in Hebrew, Barak, and all that. I'm not going to go into all that stuff. Everybody knows my stance on that. But what he's saying is, so you're amazed that, you're amazed that some demons got cast out. Look, I can tell you something else. I saw Satan kicked out of heaven. <laughs> That's why they're leaving. They know who I am. Whew. There's something about this message. And there's something about the name Jesus. Woo! Something about the name Jesus. <laughs> See, this joy could fall upon you. You feel it? My wife over there smiling so big. Now look, 19. Behold, I give unto you power. Anybody receiving this? I'm going to say that again. Jesus talking here, red letters. Behold, I give unto you power. I received that. To tread on serpents and scorpions. Now watch this. And over all the power of the enemy. Over all 
the power of the enemy. Behold, I give you power. If you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever, the one that was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, has said that he has given you power over all the works of the devil. For this reason, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He has commissioned you and given you power and authority over Satan. And it is time for you to stop letting Satan beat you up. It is time for you to stop letting Satan push you down. It is time for you to stand up in full power and authority and tell the Satan to leave in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leave! Get out of my house! And when you get set free, go out to other people. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this devil out of this person. Ooh, that's what we're going to do. The fire, flame, and power and authority of Jesus Christ. The same yesterday and today. Now, and, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So in the process of this, it's a promise of Psalm 91 protection. Power and authority and protection are yours. It's time that we receive the faith to believe the truth. Yes. I'm going to say that again. It is time that we receive the faith to believe the truth and then walk in it, walk in it, walk in it, talk in it, act in it. Stop being hearers of the word and doers of the word. This train is leaving in the morning. This train, 20. What I say I was going to read. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not. So here he's telling them, look, don't rejoice that the demons left. Watch this. Don't, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you because that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. I told you that would happen. This is what you rejoice over. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's throw a party that our names are written in heaven. And because it's our names are written in heaven. Because we've been redeemed. It's because we know our Redeemer lives. And because of our Redeemer lives and He woke us up and gave us power and authority, let's rejoice in that fact. And the rest is just things that, that are our reasonable service. Hallelujah. That He equipped us and called us to do. But the real rejoicing is that our name is in the book of life and Jesus Christ is the only one that can unseal that seal and open it. It is through Him that we live and move and have our being. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, so you don't go rejoice. You just go. You, this is. You just go out and do what it is you're called to do. The greater works. Let's go. Uh, I want. I want to show you this in action. We're going to go to Acts three. And this is going to be the final scripture. We're going to break down Acts 3. So in Acts 1, Jesus promising the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, you know, they they uh, received the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. And that's what we're going to be baptizing according to Acts 2.38. I'll have it right in front of me right here. And I have been doing this uh, all over Texas, everywhere. Acts 2.38 said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and your name will be written in heaven. 
So we're going to do that when we go out. And, and then when you uh, when you go into Acts three, they are gonna they are gonna go out and do what Jesus Christ empowered them to do. So let's start it. At, let's start it. Let's start at Acts three verse one. <laughs> My notes. Now Peter and John. So it's Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Again, where are they going? They're going to pray. I submit to you we should be praying all the time. We should be going to pray. And then it says, being the ninth hour in verse 1. I had to stop and there's some things i got to share with you. This ninth hour thing, I had to do some facts. I looked up how many times the ninth hour was mentioned. And it's many, many times. So something about this ninth hour. In Acts 10, Peter's up on the roof uh, fasting. And he has a vision in Acts 10. I have a whole Bible study on, uh, for an hour long on just Acts 10 in my playlist if you want to go listen to it. So Peter's fasting and God is showing him a vision. Remember the, the sheets come down the four corners and it's filled with the animals. And he says, rise, kill, and eat. And it happens three times. That was in the ninth hour. At the same time in the ninth hour, Cornelius is being visited by an angel telling him, I want you to go and meet Peter. <laughs> this was in the ninth hour. In Matthew 27, in Luke 23, and Mark 15, you know what else happened in the ninth hour? Jesus said it is finished. He was on the cross in the ninth hour. Uh, these are things that I wanted to share with you. There's something about the ninth hour, and there's something about the name Jesus. That song's in my head. You know what song we're talking about? So I'll, put, I'll, put it, I'll put, post it. Okay, verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother womb was carried. We're going to close out just reading this short chapter here. And a certain man lame from his mother womb was carried. So he, he's been lame from birth and he's being carried. Whom they laid at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get through this whole chapter or not. I'll put a link to it, but uh, I'm going to do my best to do this. But they're going to go pray, and and here's this uh, here's this famous beggar everybody knows about who uh, who cannot stand up at all. He has to be carried, and he's he's placed in front of this gate. And my whole entire life, hallelujah, my whole entire life, I have pictured like this this sheep gate. You know, this guy sitting in front of like a sheep gate that they're going to pass through. And so I looked up this gate. The gate's called Beautiful. Let me make sure I've read enough to get to the point where I want to get it. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked alms for the poor, alms for the poor. This is occurring at the gate called Beautiful. And they they were going up to the temple to pray. Uh, this temple was destroyed. We're talking about Solomon's temple. There's such great revelation in this. You know, to this day, they still go up to the temple and pray. And there's a prophetic thing that, that's going to be occurring in this. Uh, the Lord showed me, but I'm not going to go into all that. So, 
I, I looked up the word gate. I, I spent a lot of time on this. Gates, the word gates, plural, in antiquity, it always represents authority and power. Isn't this amazing? Power and authority. The Greek adjective used to name the gate is uh, horeos, and it is defined as happening or coming at the right time. So, and I'll just read the rest so I can continue on. Strong's Concordance number 4440. I said it. 4440. I'm telling you, this is this the revelations. Is Pulon. P-U-L hard O N. Pulon is a gateway. And Strong's number 2374 is Thura. T-H-U-R-A is saying a gateway is an opportunity. So so one Greek word says it is something that's, that, that you're being in the right place at the right time. And in other words, saying to have an opportunity. <laughs> the Word of God is amazing. Heard, like, what's your opportunity now? You know? What's your opportunity now? I'm telling you this. Uh, so let me just, just give you this part. This was part of Solomon's temple. This gate took 20 people to move. Now I want you to, to see the gate now as the Lord showed it to me. This gate was made of brass. Some people refer to it as the Corinth Gate, like the city of Corinth. It's made it's made of brass, and and it's uh, it's 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 plated and inlaid with silver and gold, and it's huge. Let me let me get the size on this if I can. I, I believe I read that it was like forty or fifty cubits. And we looked up this morning, a cubit is like a, 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 one, about 18 inches, a foot and a half. So this is a massive gate. And it's made of brass. It takes 20 people to open this gate. Here it is. It's 50 cubits in height. This gate was 50. Now look at the gate. A little different now. This brass gate full of silver and gold is 50 cubits high. Uh, and it takes 20 people to open or close. 20 people. So talk about being at the right place at the right time. Jesus Christ was doing something here that he wanted the whole world to talk about forever. It wasn't some little sheep gate hidden off. It was right at the very temple because he knew in a miracle, Jesus knows the end from the beginning. He's the author and the finisher. He knew that this man was going to be delivered in a very popular place at, a, at one of the most popular gates in all the region. And he knows the same thing for you. Your testimony, when you are delivered, is going to go all around the world. Woohoo! Like Gail said, what's your opportunity? Uh, so, uh, and, and it's where people went to worship. And so, and then I put after this miracle, it spread so wide. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, I, I, I think I'm pretty much done with my notes. But. So, it, so he's sitting in front of this, this massive gate. And another thing I want to mention is in heaven. In heaven, it records there are 12 gates. Did you know that? There's there's 12 gates in heaven. Now, this is an earthly gate. 
Imagine what those gates in heaven look like. I want everybody right now, just close your eyes. Focus on Jesus. Realize your name is written in the book of life. Rejoice in that. And try to picture those gates opening for you. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So, my favorite scripture in the whole entire Bible, if you go to my Facebook right now, I believe it's been there since 2009 when it says, what is your favorite quote, is this quote that I'm about to give right here. And it has spoken to me my whole entire life. I don't know why it's special, but now having read so much about this gate called Beautiful being a part of Solomon's temple, uh, now I know why that quote has been on my Facebook since 2009, go verify Slash Minister Maxon. Let me XSON. That's my Facebook. And he's saying alms for the poor, alms for the poor. And verse 3. Now remember, they're going to pray. When seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. And Peter, fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. So, in other words, look, I need your attention. I want you to look at me. I just keep picturing myself in Arizona like, and seeing people delivered when I'm giving. I do. I, I can see it. I, in verse 5 it said, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something to them. Verse 6. Here's, here's my quote. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In other words, all this silver and gold that all these rich people have, I don't have none of that. But Jesus Christ gave me power. He put my name in heaven. I, I was a fisherman. I denied him three times. He showed me mercy and grace. He put this power inside of me. And he told me that I can go out and cast out devils. He told me I have all power and authority over afflictions and demons. And he said, I want you to look at me. Because what is about ready to happen is going to be recorded forever. Something, a miracle is about ready, and I want you to know that it was given to me free, and I'm going to give it to you free, and it ain't going to cost you nothing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and verse 7, And he takes him by the right hand, and he lifts him up, and immediately his feet and ankles and bone receive strength. Do you understand here? He was being afflicted by Satan. And, and Peter and John used the name of Jesus and he was set free. Even his bones, he was strengthened physically and spiritually. And let's see what happens after this great miracle. Verse 8. He, leaping up, he leaps up. Do you understand? Lame since birth. Sitting in front of this gate asking for money suddenly leaps up through the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth because two people believed and received in faith that they could speak this. And entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. What you see here is a healing and a deliverance. 
He's praising God. He's not praising Peter and John. He don't care about the silver and gold. He ain't worried about staying out there. Well, what about my little alms post? He's going now with them into the temple to pray. Because the power of God has just zapped him. And changed him. Physically and spiritually. And I stress this because there are some people, they're going to be zapped. And it's through the power and love and authority and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Now watch in 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. That's how we know the location. It's in verse 10. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And I studied this so much that I don't know how I can put it into words. This place was so popular for rich people, men of stature. If any, if a miracle was going to happen anywhere and spread, it would have been here. I submit to you that. This place was, this man was at the right place at the right time for a divine encounter with Jesus Christ. And it was Peter and John's obedience to going out into what Jesus Christ said to do that brought forth this miracle. And because it was at this beautiful gate that's 40 or 50 cubits brass full of silver and gold, that it just spread like wildfire. Jesus can heal. Jesus can heal. And that's what I want to happen on here. Is, is I want it to spread like wildfire. That people are being healed. People are being delivered. Jesus is still the healer. He can still heal. It's true. It's true. And I want it to go all around the world for the glory of Jesus Christ. And when I jump up and down, it's to give Him glory and praise. 11. And the lame man which was healed held Peter and held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wonder. I want you to take note of this. They're, they're on the porch of Solomon's temple. And the Lord has told me something prophetic about this in Israel and the rebuilding of the temple. That's for another service. Pray that I get more revelation on that. There's a lot of things going on. Twelve. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. Now watch this. Remember the, the timid denying Jesus, you know, sinking into the water, uh, Peter? He's full of power and authority now. He's been baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. So, of course, all these people are going to surround him because it's such a popularity. He says, ye men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why you look so earnestly on this, as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk. The, the, now he's going to talk directly to these people that were under the law. The, in a way they can understand. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the God of our fathers has glorified His Son Jesus whom He delivered up and denied Him in the presence of Pilate when He was determined to let Him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer 
to be granted unto you. The Jesus Christ that, that, that you killed and let Barabbas the murderer go, it's through him that this happened. <laughs> and killed the Prince of Life whom God hath raised from the dead and we're, we're all witnesses. You're seeing a miraculous resurrection power. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, has, he has so fulfilled. And then in 19 he said, Repent! He's talking to all the, the legalists that surrounded him and stuff. He's saying Jesus Christ did this. And he says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ which was preached unto you. I'm going to finish this chapter. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that followed after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. In other words, he's, he, he's speaking things they already know of, because they studied the law and the prophets, but killed Jesus. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant. So I'm going to end on this right here. What basically happens is, he, he rebukes them and tells them that all of this was prophesied and they shouldn't be amazed by it, that there's power, power, resurrection power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And he sends them a rebuke and he said, it's all recorded in those prophet books and law books you study. But you're so stuck into the legalism and closed-mindedness of, of this that you're going to miss it and you can be destroyed. So you need to repent. And you know what happens in Acts 4, the next chapter? Do you know what Peter and John's reward was for obeying Christ? Well, go ahead to the next chapter. They threw him in prison. They threw him in prison. And I submit to you right now, how far are you willing to go to obey God? We're in, in perilous times. And there's things He wants us to do. And I truly believe that there are people holding back out of fear of what man could do to them. When the Bible said, don't fear what man could do to you. That He wants you to go out. I truly believe that there's people that should be doing the same thing I'm doing, preaching the same thing I'm preaching. Going out, you know why? Because this records that. This unchangeable, infallible, forever said a word records that we could cast out demons. Why aren't we all casting out demons? 
That's what this message is about. Why aren't we all laying hands on the sick so they can be recovered? Is it fear of getting thrown in prison? Is it fear of getting mocked? Here, here's what the Holy Spirit told me. Is it fear that you believe you will fail? Let me ask you this, babe, in closing. We'll, we'll close out here. If I have been called by God to go out and lay hands on the sick and, and cast out devils, and I don't go do that because of fear that it won't work, and I fail, what is that? In me. Amen. And, and, what, uh, it is, and what did Jesus require when you ask? He said, ask in faith. He said, if you ask in faith. So, so, so what I want to submit to everybody within the sound of my voice right now is, is it because of a lack of faith? Because 1 Corinthians 12 records that he will give you a gift of faith. And I want to let you know that you no longer need the fear of a lack of faith because the Holy Spirit is raining down His presence and power upon all the earth. And the gift of faith is being acted, uh, activated and stirred up with inside us. And so when you go do it, you do it in the name of Jesus Christ in faith. And, and, and God's power will, will do what needs to be done through your faith. You do it in faith. So we're going to be teaching on this a lot. Um, so they're thrown in, in jail for that. And you know what they're doing in jail? Singing and praising God. They're in there something about the name Jesus. It's a beautiful, wonderful walk with the Lord. And I, I don't know if people have heard this preached like this before, but we can walk in power. And we can walk in authority. And I want to keep touching on this and touching on this. And then I want to show you for people who say you can't, I'm always going to take you to the Word. I, I want to thank everybody for coming. I want to, what do we got? I want to uh, take up an offering. Uh, I want to take, I want to give people, the, the Word of God said is more blessed to give than receive. And that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And what I want to do, and what I want to start doing is because I'm really horrible at taking offerings is uh, I want to give everybody a chance who hears this, the opportunity to, to give into this ministry here so, so that we can, uh, so we can go out and do the work of the Lord. And that's what the money is for. Uh, as long as your giving is led by the Holy Spirit, I want to open up an opportunity to give. You can do it by the website or uh, by PayPal. There's ways to give. And then, uh, and then I want to, uh, Thank everyone for coming out, and I want to thank everybody who will listen to this message later. If you are hearing this message, it's for a reason. I would ask that you read the scriptures and and uh, and, and and pray. I would ask if you would ask the Lord if you're to fast. I would ask the Lord if you are one of the people that's called. I would ask the Lord if you are the one needing deliverance that God would put someone in your path so that you can be delivered. I'd ask that you pray for this ministry that God birthed and uh, pray over your homes. We're gonna, we're, I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of things uh, where people have questions on. When I say like, because I believe right now everybody should be anointing their homes. I got a question. Well, how do I anoint our homes? I'm going to.
gonna I'm gonna do be doing short YouTube videos on exactly how to anoint your homes. I'm gonna show you from start to finish on how to get the oil ready, how to pray over it, and how to go over your home. We, we, I believe we're heading into spiritual warfare, and I believe that we're the head and not the tail. I believe we're above only, and not believe, I, I believe that we're called for such a time as this to stand in the full armor of God and not flinch back, not fall back, but yet to advance the kingdom of God forward. To see, all of this time, what are they doing? They're advancing the kingdom of God. What happened to where the church started shrinking back? He's at the door, we see all the signs, and we're running in and hiding. No. Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Let, let's close out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I thank you once again for blessing us with your presence. I thank you for the power and authority I thank you that our names are written in the book of life. And I pray right now if there's anybody hearing me within the sound of my voice who's unsure if their name is written in the book of life or not, that they would, they would send me a prayer request or get with anybody in, in the chat room and understand that salvation is a free gift apart from all this power and authority and that they could receive salvation. I pray for those who are lost right now who have never known you as Lord and Savior. I pray that somehow you put someone in their path. I open up my email to them through that website link. Lord, I ask that you would make the crooked road straight. I ask that you would bless everybody and be with us today. I pray that your Shekinah glory come down right and rest upon their heads. I ask that their loved ones be saved. I ask in faith that they would be set free. I ask in faith that they would be blessed beyond measure. I ask in faith, Lord God, that, that you would do all of these things in their life beyond all they can ask, think, or imagine. I ask that they understand and fully comprehend how blessed they are as your servant. I speak life, I speak peace, I speak shalom, I speak blessings over everybody who will hear this message. And I speak bondage-breaking, yoke-destroying, freedom-setting power through the name of Jesus Christ and the power and authority behind that name. Amen. Amen. you have a question? you want to take a question? Absolutely. Um... Jeannie's asking, um, Mr. Minister Paul, do you believe that if I cast out demons from someone and they refuse to get filled with the Holy Spirit now or afterwards, will those demons come back, bringing seven more with them, and their last condition will be worsened than the first? How do I prevent this, or how do we prevent this? I do, I do believe that, and that's what Jesus said, and. Uh, uh, first of all, we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We cannot let that, we cannot let what others are going to do or not do become a hindrance to what we're called to do. You may go, you may go cast devils out of 25 people, but it, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to uh, lead them and guide them after that. The best you can do is, is give them biblical foundations. You can baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You can uh, lay hands on them for the Holy Spirit. You can pray they receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, you can uh, you can put them on prayer lists. There's a lot of things you can do, but you can't save the world. Yeah. This is what yeah. my wife always tells me. I, I have the same concerns you do. We can't save the world. So, in other words, here's a person full of a demon in front of me, and and and, and this happened to me just in Wairika. I laid hands on him, and he was a, a demon left him. James came and put his hand on his shoulder. A demon left him, and as we drove away, I prayed for him. I I I, I have to trust God at some point to minister to this man because there's other people, you know, that see. And the Bible is our role model. They go from city and town and city and town, always going forward, always going forward, and. And uh, you can pray that God will put people in their lives, but you, you can't let that be a concern because the alternative would be to not cast the demon out. Well, then they're blind. They're, they're blind, spiritually blind and deaf to hearing what the Lord needs to hear. So, so you just obey God and cast out the demon and, and let, Jesus, uh, let Jesus keep this person. Cover them in prayers and introduce them to other Christians. You could, like I said, you can baptize them, you can pray for them. But what you can't do is get caught up in in worrying and wondering. You go forward, go forward, and go forward, and go to the next person, and the next person, and the next person, trusting Jesus that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide this person. We have to put it in Jesus' hands. Yeah, you, you just got to turn it over to God. That he's gonna work through. I know, I know, uh, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I know I had demons cast out of me at the age of 15, and, and uh, it hasn't been an easy road, but I can say this one thing. After giving my life to Jesus Christ, I can truly say, at the age of 51, He has never once left me or forsaken me. Amen. And I don't believe He will leave or forsake someone that you obediently uh, use the power and authority to bring deliverance to you. He won't leave them either. Amen. You just have to trust God. Amen. Thank you. Thanks everyone for coming and joining us today. Lord, I just ask that you that you speak to everyone today that's watching or listening to this video, Lord, that you tell them what their opportunity is, Lord. Tell them what you want them to be doing in their life, Lord. Speak to them, and I ask everyone to review the foundational scriptures from today and just have that conversation with Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Have you a know, blessed day. Yeah, may Jesus Christ be glorified. And for the Bendy Online Church, I want to mention that uh, we are going to resume uh, both our study through 1 Corinthians and our prophecy updates next week. But today is our annual Christmas service in which we celebrate the birth of the Savior. I always like to begin my Christmas sermon by first expressing to all of you how thankful I am for you as a church. And uh, I think you know that it comes from the heart, but uh, I am so thankful 
uh, to you as a church, both here locally and online globally as well. I am just in awe of the Lord and the great things He has done and is doing, and I believe yet future will continue to do. Truly, the Lord has blessed this church exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything that anyone could have ever imagined, let alone asked. And I can't even begin to tell you how much I deem it a privilege to be your pastor. Um, So from my ohana to yours, I want to wish you a blessed Christmas and God's very best in the new year. So thank you. And by the way, one last thing. Most pastors cannot say what I just said uh, as a pastor of a church. We are truly blessed as a church body. Let's get started. This time I'm going to invite you to join me in Luke's Gospel, the second chapter. We'll begin reading in verse 1, and if you're able, I'll ask you to stand. You can follow along as I read. If not, that's all right. I like Luke's account I like Matthew's too, but I really like Luke's. Luke, by the Holy Spirit, writes that in verse 1, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And we're told, verse 2, parenthetically, that this taxing was, the, was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And verse 3 all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that While they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there, verse 8, were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, The angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds 
said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that they had heard, all that had heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, thank You. Thank You for the birth of the Savior of the world. His birth and subsequent death and resurrection was the greatest need of all mankind. And because of Your love for all mankind, You sent Your only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And because of that, we celebrate and commemorate the birth of the Savior today. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you. By way of introduction, I have to confess that this Christmas has been one of the most difficult for me personally in recent memory, and uh, this perhaps not for the reasons one might think. I'd be disingenuous at best and dishonest at worst if I didn't admit that this year's attacks on Christmas have really gotten to me. Uh, I didn't used to let things get to me. I'd like to think that as I grow in grace and mature in Christ that I become more thick-skinned I wonder sometimes if uh, the opposite isn't true. I'm kind of becoming more of a sap. That's what my boys tell me anyway. You're really sappy, Baba. I'm uh, a little more thin-skinned, a little more sensitive. And um, maybe it's because of the venomous attacks from professing Christians who attack those of us Christians who celebrate Christmas as the Savior's birth. And it's usually under the banner of, well, it's a pagan holiday. Well, it was. It was called Saturnalia. And it was a pagan holiday. But the Christians wanting to reach the world decided to introduce Jesus Christ and the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And then the December 25th celebration became Christmas in lieu of Saturnalia. Some argue, well, there's a passage in Ezekiel that uh, condemns the decorating of a tree, as was the pagan practice, and that's true. But it's not that tree that Christians on Christmas 
decorate. The Christmas tree to me is the tree that the Savior hung on. The Bible says, Cursed is any man who hangs on a tree. The lights we put on the tree in my house are to symbolize the light of the world that was born as the Savior of the world. And perhaps more importantly, the gifts under the tree represent for me the free gift of eternal life. Free to me, bought and paid for by him when he paid in full for all mankind's sin. Christmas, for me, is a celebration. And in my home, I love to celebrate Christmas. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I love the Christmas music. I love Christmas music. Uh, I know they might have clinical terms for this, but I actually listen to Christmas music all year. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. (laughs) I just love Christmas music. It's been said that when it comes to music, it's not so much that we know what kind of music we like. We like what kind of music we know. And I just remember growing up, As a child, my mom used to always make Christmas so very special in my home. It was a time of celebration. And so, as you might imagine, it's a little bit difficult for me when Christians attack other Christians for celebrating Christmas. I I keep coming back to this one simple truth. And it's really the only answer that I have. And quite honestly and candidly, I think it's the best answer to have. Why would you want on the one day of the year when the world's attention, at least in some small way, is focused on the birth of the Savior of the world? Why would you want to join hands with the enemies of Christ and join hands with the world that seeks to eradicate everything that has anything to do with Jesus Christ on the one day of the year. Why would you want to do that? Okay, I feel better now. Let's uh, move on. (laughs) You'll forgive me, but (laughs) it seems that the attacks have increased in their intensity. And As such, I found myself inquiring of the Lord concerning my emotions of both anger and sadness and really everything in between. And thankfully, as God is always so faithful to do, He heard from on high and hearkened unto the voice of my cry and responded to my petition and He ministered to me in a most powerful way a very deep way, and yet a very simple way. And I suppose it shouldn't be any surprise, given that the birth of the Savior would bring the childlike simplicity of good tidings and great joy. I'm of the opinion that Jesus was born as a child into the world so we could come as a child to Him as the Savior of the world. Unless a man, unless a woman, comes as a child, this is a simple, childlike, not childish, 
childlike truth of Jesus Christ and His birth. In Mark's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verse 15, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. That's pretty strong, isn't it? I love Isaiah's prophecies concerning the birth of the Savior. Chapter 9, verse 6, we read, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. I can't wait, by the way. (laughs) And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 7.14 reads, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The Virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call Him Emmanuel. God with us. I hope you'll kindly indulge me as I share with you that which God had ministered to me as it relates to why it is that I love Christmas and love to celebrate Christmas as a family and today as a church family. I chose to title this year's Christmas sermon, Why Celebrate Christmas? Christmas. So what follows are two very simple, and I highlight and underscore simple, two very simple reasons as to why our celebration of Christmas should bring joy to the world, especially for us as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ. And would you Agree with me that what the world needs right now is joy and peace and hope. Well, that's our first reason, really. The first reason to celebrate Christmas. It's that the world today, in this, the very last days in human history, is in complete confusion and chaos, and fear. And now, more than ever, we need to hear the message of Christmas. Fear not. Fear not. For I bring you good tidings of great joy, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. If there was ever a time... For the message of Christmas, it is now. It is now. And the world today seems to wax more and more evil with each passing day. And it's getting worse by the day. But there is coming a day when that trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured, to meet the Lord in the air. 
for the last 2,000 years, since the Savior's birth in Bethlehem, it seems the world is now in utter and complete bedlam. And I choose that word for a reason. This may come as somewhat of a surprise, but the word bedlam actually came from the word Bethlehem. And I'll explain with this true story that dates back to the year 1247, when a hospital was founded in England called St. Mary of Bethlehem. Its infamous history has inspired several books, films, and a TV series, most notably Bedlam, a 1946 film with Boris Karloff. It has moved three times from its original location and is Europe's first and oldest institution to specialize in, get this, you ready for it? Wait for it. <laughs> Mental illness. Although the hospital became a modern psychiatric facility, historically it was representative of the worst excesses of asylums in the era of lunacy reform. Two centuries later, it was converted into a hospital for the insane. In those days when the feeble-minded were chained and abused, that institution became known throughout the country for its noise and confusion. <laughs> the original name of Bethlehem was gradually shortened to Bedlam. That's where we get Bedlam, a word that has come into the English language as meaning any place of wild uproar and confusion and became synonymous with pandemonium, commotion, mayhem, disorder, chaos, anarchy, and lawlessness. What an apt description of the world's condition today. Complete and utter bedlam. Well, speaking of bedlam, we need look no further than to this Fox News op-ed. I don't know if you heard about this. I mean, talk about lunacy and insanity surrounding Christmas today. The piece is titled, Oh, Good Grief, School District Censors Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm just going to read it. I think this is so well said. There are some days when this anti-Christmas nonsense is enough to make you deck somebody's halls. In Jesus' name, I'll add. <laughs> the latest Yuletide lunacy comes from Johnson County, Kentucky, where the school district has censored an elementary school presentation of a Charlie Brown Christmas. The district also ordered other schools to remove all religious references from their upcoming Christmas productions. At one school, this is incredible, Silent Night was replaced with a Christmas version of the Whip Nay Nay song. Now, for those of you of my ilk, it's a hip-hop song. Uh, 
he goes on to say, yes, good readers, apparently that is a real thing. Now, to you young people who might happen to know this song, Whipney, I had no idea about this song. I did see it on Fox News, and as God is my witness, I almost threw up, especially because Silent Night and Oh Holy Night are two of my favorite Christmas songs, and they replace it with this song. <laughs> Quoting the article, how do you go from Silent Night to the Whip Nene? One distraught grandmother asked me. We're not at all happy about it. Teachers at W.R. Castle Elementary School were directed to remove the moving scene where Linus shares the true meaning of Christmas by reading from the Gospel of Luke, what we just read. Superintendent Tom Saylor confirmed to me that the entire passage was excised from the program after the district received one complaint. We're not reading that, sir, Saylor told me. It disappoints men that we have to do this, the superintendent who said he is a church-going man, said he was simply following the advice of the school district attorneys. He posted this message on the district's website. In accordance with federal laws, our programs will follow appropriate regulations. The U.S. Supreme Court and the Sixth Circuit are very clear that public school staff may not endorse any religion when acting in their official capacities and during school activities. However, our district is fully committed to promote the spirit of giving and concern for our fellow citizens that help define the Christmas holiday. With core values such as service, integrity, leadership, and commitment, our staff and students will continue to proudly present our district as recently demonstrated by our many student successes. <laughs> well, isn't that special? <laughs> he goes on to write, Allow me to cut through the bureaucratic malarkey and interpret the superintendent's message through the language of Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Seven wahs, I just want to make note. Baptist preacher Tom Winston has been manning a picket line outside the local high school, hoping the Grinches inside will reverse their ban on the baby Jesus. If you take Christ out of the Christmas play, it's only a play, the pastor told me. That's the bottom line. The district's religious cleansing of Christmas caught the attention of Alliance Defending Freedom, a law firm that tackles religious liberty issues. They wrote a letter on behalf of a parent whose daughter is a cast member in the show, urging the district to reconsider the censorship. There is no violation of the so-called separation of church and state by allowing children to learn about theater and the origins of Christmas through participating in a stage version of this beloved program that contains the same religious elements as the television version, and that's correct. And here's why. The separation of church and state 
was not to keep the church out of the state. It was to keep the state out of the church. Okay, I'm not going to, it's Christmas. I'm not going to get angry. Okay. Moreover, students may learn about the religious origins of Christmas as part of school activities without offending the Constitution, he added. Pastor Winston said, it's time for people of faith to take a public stand and demand the district to do the right thing. We should not be backing down. The problem is we are backing down. I don't know if you... uh, saw this one news report that on the mainland, a school, high school, and an elementary school are introducing Islam into the curriculum. Uh, One song that's being sung this Christmas season is Allah Akbar, which in Arabic means Allah is greater. Uh, One school had a calligraphy lesson in which the students would write in Arabic, there is no God but Allah, and his prophet is Muhammad, in Arabic, a calligraphy lesson. Another school, this is just in the last couple of weeks, another school had the girls put on the burqa as a cultural appreciation sort of uh, exercise. Well, that brings us to the second reason to celebrate Christmas. And it's that the first coming of Jesus Christ points to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And what that means is the rapture has to come first And the rapture is next, and it's at least seven years prior to the second coming. So if the second coming is close, then how much closer is the rapture? One of the fondest stories I ever heard from Pastor Chuck Smith, who's now with the Lord, was about one Christmas season in November when they were at the mall, and Pastor Chuck said to his wife, Kay, Oh, look, all of the Christmas decorations are up. All of the signs are up that Christmas is coming. Oh, Kay, I just love Thanksgiving. To which she responded, You mean, honey, you mean Christmas? No, <laughs> I mean Thanksgiving. See, if all of the signs are up, that Christmas is coming, and I know that Thanksgiving comes before Christmas, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. And so too is the world decorated right now. All of the signs are up that Jesus Christ is coming, but the rapture comes first. The rapture is the Thanksgiving that precedes Christmas. Every year at Christmas, I'm reminded of the similarities between the first coming of Jesus Christ and his return for his bride, 
vis-a-vis the rapture of the church. I know you're not surprised when I introduce the rapture and prophecy into (laughs) a Christmas sermon, but there you go. But to me, it's a much-needed reminder of Jesus Christ coming back that brings us peace and keeps us sane. I mean... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.